is entitled The Drama of Discipleship. I'll be wrapping it up soon. I want to call your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to lift verses 1 through 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to lift verses 1 through 9 in your hearing. That joker sang that song, didn't he, boy? I said, Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, that joker could sing the phone book, boy. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 3, but our brothers could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, but you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul's servants through whom you believed? As the Lord assigned to each our planet, Apollos watered. But God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Amen. I want to preach Watch Chapel as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic groanish. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher, give us ears to hear your words in my mouth, remove every distraction and barrier so we might hear from you. Touch now, strengthen in Jesus' name. Amen. Of all the people we have encountered on the pages of sacred scripture, few people are more influential, inspirational, and impactful than the Apostle Paul. For those of us who have a casual, and or deep relationship with scripture, we are acquainted and aware of Paul's significant influence on the Christian faith and the writing of scripture. Only maybe our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had a greater influence on the Bible and the Christian faith than the Apostle Paul. Paul, as we know, Watch Chapel, was a devoted disciple and a passionate preacher. 
Paul was an anointed apostle and thoughtful theologian. Paul was a winsome writer and tenacious teacher. Paul was an intentional intercessor and a sanctified scholar. Paul was a holy historian and a consecrated churchman. Paul was an energetic evangelist and a motivated missionary. If you know something about Paul, Paul wore many hats, not just wearing the hats, but Paul wore the hats well. According to Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, Paul is not just a winsome writer, but Paul Watch Chapel is serving as an encouraging presence in the life of the church. Paul is enthusiastically encouraging the Corinthian believers to become grown and spiritual. If you know anything about Paul's relationship to the church at Corinth and the dynamic that was taking place in the letter to Paul, to, from Paul to the believers in Corinth, then the believers in Corinth were grown-ish, not yet grown. There's a difference, watch chapel, between being grown and spiritual and being grown-ish. The believers in Corinth had been long-standing Christians, long-standing members of this church in the metropolitan city of Corinth, yet despite their longevity as members of the church and as followers of Christ, they had been around but had not yet grown up in their relationship with God. There's a difference, watch chapel, between being around, being present, being a long-standing member on the roll, and being a grown spiritual follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. The believers in Corinth had been around, but they hadn't grown up. They had their name on the roll for years, but they hadn't grown up. People knew them, but they hadn't grown up. They had a reputation of being members of the Corinthian Baptist Church in the city of Corinth, but they hadn't grown up in their walk with God. We ought never confuse Watch Chapel being long-standing members and long-standing followers with being mature and grown and spiritual. Preach this, Pastor White. I don't preach this to offend or bust anybody's proverbial bubble. But all of us have to ask ourselves the question, am I just being around or am I growing up in my walk with God? Let me preach this. There's a difference between being grown and spiritual and grown-ish. When I'm grown-ish, I walk by sight. 
But when I'm grown and spiritual, I walk by faith. When I'm grown-ish, I talk the talk. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I walk the walk. When I'm grown-ish, I contribute. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I tithe and give. When I'm grown-ish, I attend worship on Sunday. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I worship God in spirit and in truth. When I'm grown-ish, I'm sometimey. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I'm committed and consistent. When I'm grown-ish, is my way, what I want, my opinion, my preference, what I think. But when I'm grown and spiritual, it ain't about me, but it's about what God's will is and what God says. When I'm grown-ish, I point fingers. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I extend a helping hand. When I'm grown-ish, I blame and bellyache. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I respond responsibly and righteously. When I'm grown-ish, I major in the minors and mess. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I'm seeking to become mature and magnify God. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? When I'm grown-ish, I tattletale. But when I'm grown and spiritual, I testify about where God has brought me from, what God is doing, and where God is taking me. There's a difference, watch chapel, between being grown-ish and becoming grown and spiritual. Lest you think I am putting too high of a call upon us. None of us have the monopoly on spiritual maturity. All of us are works in progress. Yeah, there's a difference between me being content with grown-ish and me striving to become grown and spiritual. Paul is talking to the church, and Paul says, if I could, I would give you a porterhouse, ribeye, filet mignon, little grilled chicken, but I can't because... You can't handle meat. You still can handle bananas and Gerber baby food and milk. Paul said, I don't want you to stay there, but I want you to become grown and spiritual. And God is calling, watch chapel, us not to be grown-ish, but to become grown and spiritual. And I'm not talking about just segregating our lives to spirituality. Being grown and spiritual impacts every area of our lives. Being grown and spiritual ain't just Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.30. Being grown and spiritual is not just Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Being grown and spiritual involves who we date and who we relate to. 
being grown and spiritual deals with what we say out of our mouths about people. Being grown and spiritual deals with how we work at our place of employment. Being grown and spiritual impacts every area of our lives, socially, financially, relationally, spiritually, psychologically, how we relate to our neighbors, how we relate one to another, how we relate and how we treat ourselves, how we look at other people, how we treat other people. Being grown and spiritual ain't just a Sunday morning, 90-minute experience. But being grown and spiritual deals with how I vote and whether I vote. Can I preach this? How I treat my body, what I put in my body, what I don't put in my body. Who I go on a date with, who I don't date, how I entertain, what I find funny, what I find entertaining. Preach this, Pastor White. And Paul says, I don't want you just to be grown-ish, but I want you to become grown and spiritual. How do we become grown and spiritual? We become grown and spiritual, watch chapel, when we cease comparisons. We become grown and spiritual when we cease comparisons. Notice as Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, Paul accuses the church of engaging in the comparison game between Paul and Apollos. And if you press rewind and read chapter 1 of Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, it ain't just Apollos, it's Paul, Apollos, Cephas, and other people who have served in ministry in the life of the church at Corinth. The Corinthian believers are comparing themselves and comparing their leaders one to another. I like Paul's preaching better than I like Apollos' preaching. I like Cephas' preaching better than I like somebody else's preaching. I like when pastors bring in guest preachers. I like to hear Lula Mae Jenkins sing her song. I like when brother so-and-so ushers on Sunday. I like when sister so-and-so sings her song. I like when they wear this on that Sunday. I wish I had some help in here. Comparison will breed competition. Competition will breed confusion. Confusion will breed and feed our carnality. And carnality is when you and I compare, compete, and covet. Yet, as we become grown and spiritual, we cease comparisons wish I had some help in here can I preach this to the real folk 
some of us would have more joy and peace of mind. And I'm not just talking about in church life. I'm talking about in every area of our lives where some of us don't have peace. We got low self-esteem. We don't have joy because we are engaging in a constant game. Let me say this, a constant carnal, immature game of comparing ourselves to other people instead of appreciating who God made us to be and who God made them to be. I'm preach this. Somebody going to be mad, but I'm going to bless somebody. You can't have a good romantic relationship because you comparing your current to your former. I might as well talk good. This homecoming season, some of y'all don't need to go to homecoming. You need to stay right where you are. That was 85. That was 90. You done, that ship done sailed. You better stick with the one you're with. Amen, somebody. I wish, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Honey, you better stay home. If you that weak, you better stay right here in the 919-984. I'm talking to somebody right now. Comparisons will steal your peace. It'll steal your joy. It'll breed your lack of self-esteem. Let me preach this. Right now, we have a crisis among young people and some grown-ish people because we spend too much time scrolling on social media where people post their curated lives of high moments. Amen. They ain't doing all that all the time. You think they got a million and one friends? Well, they got two friends. They rotate the pictures. Amen. Pay for the pictures. Pay for stuff. And you think they living their best life when they ain't living a life better than your life? They just post more than you. Go out more than you. You better come in, somebody. Can I go 1979? You better be grateful for what you got. Some of y'all ain't diamond in the back, sun rooftop. Y'all know what I'm talking about right now. I said, you better be thankful. We're going to become grown and spiritual. We got to cease comparisons. Not just cease comparisons. I have to inspect my influences. The believers in Corinth are being influenced by the culture. Consequently, they have brought in worldly ways of behaving and functioning into the body of Christ called church. Corinth was a major metropolitan city, but if you know anything about the ancient world, Corinth was a ratchet city as well. The temple of Apollos, the temple of Aphrodite, temples all around in the city of Corinth where everybody was not lifting the name of Christ, but you had 
foreign gods where people were bowing down and worshiping other gods. Consequently, the people of Corinth, because they were not engaging in a regular, consistent intake of the word, because they couldn't handle meat, they could only handle milk, they were being influenced by the culture. And if you go back to Matthew chapter 5, help me preach, watch chapel, we are called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We are not called to be influenced by the culture. We are called to influence the culture in which we live. And if we are going to become grown and spiritual, everybody has to examine and evaluate what influences how we think, how we behave, how we respond, and how we live. All of our influences ain't holy, righteous, and upstanding. And the more we are influenced by other stuff, the more and less influence we will have for the kingdom of God and the cause of Christ. I got to inspect my influences. What am I listening to? Sexy red. What am I listening to? Old school, but the snowman. What am I listening to? How do I see myself? Why do I see myself the way I see myself? Am I a B? If I keep listening to music, it calls me a B and an H and an N, not a king, not a prince, not a conqueror, not a overcomer. I'm going to start calling. What's, what's, what's influencing me? What's, what's influencing how I see people around me? If I'm, if I'm in the book, then I, then I see you as somebody who's fearfully and wonderfully made. If I'm in the book, I see you as somebody made in the image of God. If I'm in the book, I see you as somebody deserving of grace and mercy. What is influencing me? If I'm, if I'm in the book, it don't belong to me, but every good and perfect gift comes from God. If I'm, if I'm in the book... But if I'm not in the book, if I'm on Twitter more than I'm in Thessalonians, if I'm in Facebook more than I'm reading about faith, talk to me now. If I'm on IG more than I'm being inspired by Paul, Martin King, Malcolm X, y'all ain't talking to me. What is influencing me? We're called to be influencers for the kingdom, not just to be sponges that are influenced by the culture. I become grown and spiritual 
when I cease comparisons. I become grown and spiritual when I inspect my influences. But I become grown and spiritual, watch chapel, when I'm grateful for the gifts of God. The problem with the church at Corinth is that they had turned church life into a competition. Senior choir versus the sunbeams. Deacons versus the trustees. Men's ministry versus women's ministry. The brothers versus the sisters. The 50 crowd versus the 70 crowd. The baby boomers versus the millennials. Generation Z versus the baby busters. They had turned church life into a competition. I'm with Apollos. I'm with Paul. I'm with Cephas. But as Paul writes to the church at Corinth, he said, all of us are gifts from God. We are servants of the Most High God. Paul says, I plant Apollos waters, but God gives the increase. Amen, somebody. I'm, I'm going to my clothes right now, and I, I dare somebody to become grown and spiritual by ceasing comparisons, inspecting our influences, and being grateful for the gifts that God gives. Can I preach this? Let me help somebody right now. Every gift is particular and unique. I don't have to compare Cephas to Apollos because Apollos can do something Cephas can't do. Cephas can do something Apollos can't do. The old, the senior choir can do something the sunbeams can't do. The sunbeams can do something that they can't do. You can do something your neighbor can't do. I dare you to be big enough to appreciate people for their gifts, their abilities, and their talents, and put an exclamation point. I appreciate Odell Watts for this. I appreciate the senior choir for this. I appreciate Clarence Wesley for this. I appreciate Keith Sutton for this. I appreciate Jacqueline Wilson for this. Without comparison, without competing, just appreciate people for who they are as gifts from God. Can I preach this in here? Because sometimes we have ruined relationships. We have fed low self-esteem. We have breeded competition among ourselves. I want to preach better than. No, honey, just preach good. I want to sing better than. I'm prettier than. Now, life ain't no competition. If you're fine, you fine. If you handsome, you handsome. If you're strong, you strong. You don't have to be stronger than somebody else. You don't have to be prettier than somebody else. You don't have to be bigger than somebody else. Just be grateful for who you are. Be grateful for your family. Be grateful for your children. Be grateful for your spouse. Be grateful for your church. Be grateful for your job. Be grateful for who God made you to be. Do I have anybody grateful this morning? I ain't looking at them. I ain't looking around the corner. But I'm grateful for what God is doing in my life. 
I'm grateful for God waking me up this morning. I'm, I'm grateful for God working in my life. I'm, I'm grateful for what God is doing with me. I ain't looking at them, but I got my eyes on the prize, and I'm grateful for what God is doing for me. Does anybody have reasons to be grateful? I ain't talking about one reason. I ain't talking about five. I ain't talking about ten. I, I could call the roll. I, I'm grateful I got shoes on my feet. I got sense in my head. I, I got joy in my heart. I, I can lift holy hands. I said I'm grateful. Stand to your feet, church. Our call is to become grown and spiritual, not just grown-ish. Where I look grown, I talk grown, but when life happens, I curl up in a fetal position. God is calling us as a church, as believers, to become grown and spiritual. Cease comparisons. What's influencing me? Be grateful for what God's doing for you. I'm grateful for Paul. I'm grateful for Apollos. I'm grateful for Cephas. I'm great. I don't need, I don't, and you don't have to be better than. What's the metric? What's the variable? God wants you to do the best with what he's given you. God wants you to be and do your best with what God has given you. Some people have more. Some people got less. Let me raise the question. Am I doing my best with what God has given me? Am I doing my best with what God has given me? I've told y'all this before. When it came to math, my gosh, I was grateful to get a B. X's and Y's and Now, I understand compound interest. But when we get past geometry, help me, Jesus. Lord, mercy. History, English, I'm killing the game. But math, no. I'm going to leave that to some of y'all. Amen. God ain't make me a mathematician. God called me to be a preacher of the gospel. Come on now. I'm, come on, I'm talking. I'm talking to somebody. Are you doing your best with what God has given you? You don't have to be prettier than sister. You pretty yourself. All this surgery and my gosh, people going to South America, get their bodies butchered to have something that ain't real. Lord have mercy, I wish I could talk about it. I, I wish this was a 21 and over crowd, my gosh. If you want that, go to the gym. Y'all to figure out what I'm saying. It went over somebody's head. Go. 
need no surgery. God wants you to be your best. Not better than, not prettier than, not more handsome than. Just be your best. Somebody right now, my brother, my sister, I invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. I invite you to become a member of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. I want you to come from wherever you are now. The Word challenged you to become grown and spiritual. We don't become grown and spiritual by ourselves. It takes family. It takes community, iron sharpening iron. And none of us become our best selves without Jesus Christ. If you're not saved, my brother, my sister, I want you to come from wherever you are. You're not saved. You don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want you to come from wherever you are. If you're saved but don't have a church home, you want to make Watch Chapel your church home, come, my sister, my brother, maybe a family. You come from wherever you are on this day. I want you to make Watch Chapel your church home. We want to be your church family. We want to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Is there one this morning? Lord, I come right now praying for Watch Chapel, praying for persons who need a Savior, who need a church family. Draw, compel, Holy Spirit, do your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother? You're here, but you don't have a church home. You're here, but you're not saved. We got time for you. We got room for you. We got space for you. Come on down the aisle. Ask your neighbor, Watch Chapel, do you want to accept Jesus today? Do you want to unite with the church today? Tell them I'll walk with you. Ask your neighbor to your right or to your left. All they can do is say no. They're not going to bite you. You want to accept Jesus? Do you want to unite with the church? Ask the person to your right or to your left. Amen, saints. God be praised. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. We're going to say the benediction, sisters. We're reminding you of Tuesday night, women's TNT. Next Sunday, Watch Chapel, pink and purple Sunday in the life of Watch Chapel. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Let's give the right away to our senior saints. Amen. Come on, choir.
You gonna win. You gonna 